Hi, this is Guy Kawasaki. Hi, this is Gideon Shelwick here. My name is Farnoosh Brock. And you're listening to Learning with Leslie. Learning with Leslie. This is Learning with Leslie. 888-835-2414. This is Learning with Leslie. episode of Learning with Leslie, the podcast where you learn, I learn, we all learn about how to build an online business with a blog. No, I'm not talking about one of those blogs that will fall by the wayside when Google has a mood swing. I'm talking about one that will thrive no matter what gets thrown at it. I'm your host, Leslie Samuel from becomeablogger.com, where we're changing the world one blog at a time. And as usual, I have another exciting episode for you today. In today's episode, episode 212, I'm going to be giving you a behind-the-scenes look at my blogging journey. A lot has happened since I started this journey, and I've been doing a lot of reflecting lately. As I look at so many other bloggers who are coming on the scene today, I'm seeing a lot of interesting expectations that I'd love to address. By taking a look at how I got to where I am today, I want to share some of the lessons that I've learned in the process. And my hope is that by the end of this episode, you'll be inspired to follow your passion, motivated to put in the work that's necessary, and you will have realistic expectation of what it takes to build a business with a blog. So this interesting thing called the blogging journey, that's what we're going to be looking at today. How's how how are you doing? I hope you are having a fantastic week. I hope your week is off to a good start. I am um I'm I'm here behind the mic again and I'm excited to be doing this because I love doing this. I love to share content with you. And today I'm going to be sharing a little bit of my story. I mean, actually, I'm going to be sharing a lot of my story because, as I mentioned, I'm seeing a lot recently in terms of people coming on the scenes and and having certain expectations and, you know, in terms of what it takes to build a blog and what it takes to build a successful blog. And I don't consider my blog to be the most successful blog or anything of that sort. But as I've been on this journey, there's a lot that I've learned And I want to share some of that with you because I think by us sharing our stories and a realistic view of what it has taken to to accomplish whatever it is we're accomplishing, I think that can help someone that is trying to get to the same place or even beyond. So this is episode 212. Of course, as usual, you can find detailed show notes at becomeablogger.com slash two. 12, um, including any of the links and resources that I ever mention in these podcast episodes. You can find that in the show notes um, and even a PDF transcript. So you can go and check it out, becomeablogger.com slash 212. And in this one specifically, there are going to be a lot of pictures um, because I'm going to be sharing some of the things that have happened and I have pictures of some of those things. So excited to share that with you. Anyhow, so you're starting a blog. You, you want to start a blog or you have a blog or you've been building a blog and you want to take it to the next level. And, and, and um, <laughs> you know, you may feel as if you're missing something on this journey. And in today's episode, I hope you get a lot of tips. I hope you get inspiration, really, um, to really take things to the next level. So, so here's why this thought came to my mind. Or here's something that happened to me just recently, actually. 
Um, I was in Las Vegas for the National Association of Broadcasters um, and New Media Expo. Uh, I just came back uh, on Friday, on this last Friday. So this episode is pretty fresh, pretty fresh on my mind. Um, And while I was driving to the airport, I got in a taxi. Now, when I got in the taxi, I had an interesting conversation with the taxi driver. Um, The taxi driver, um, when I told him what I did, and I told him that I'm a blogger and I I work online, basically, I didn't go into the entire spiel, um, but he... He told me, he, 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 he said, you know what, let me ask you a question, because you might know about this stuff, um, since this is what you do. I just finished writing my second book, and he, start, he went ahead to tell me about this second book, and it's a book about parenting. It's a book about parenting, especially for um, people that grow up in rough neighborhoods. And he, he said the book... Is a really good book, and it can really help to transform communities and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and it's basically uh, encouraging parents to take control of their parenting. All right, not to just let it happen to them, but let, but to actually take control of how they parent. They need to be parents. They need to. It's you're not trying to be the best friend. You're trying to be a parent, or you're going to be a parent. And he outlines. It's kind of like a workbook. It, he outlines how you can go about taking responsibility for your parenting. Um, and then he told me that he has become frustrated in trying to get the book out there because. Um, he sent it to a lot of people, um, a lot of successful people, and he was frustrated because none of them promoted his book. And he was a little upset because, you know, these people claim that they want to help out the community and all this kind of stuff, but they're not willing to promote his book. Um, <laughs> uh, and as a result, he hasn't been able to sell any of them, or uh, he's been he's only sold a few i don't know exactly he didn't give me any numbers but he was very disappointed with how it was going and 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 he was he was disappointed at these these so-called people these people who supposedly want to help the community in his mind obviously um they were full of crap because they didn't really want to help the community because they didn't want to promote his book um now <laughs> The next thing he said was that he has some friends that told him that he needed to promote the book on the internet. And if, and if he promote the book on the internet, he could sell thousands of copies in a single day. And ask me, he asked me, okay, so as someone that's been doing this for a while, do you think that's a good idea? Now, <laughs> I, I, when, he, when he told me this, especially when he said, if I promote it on the internet, um, you know, I could sell literally said thousands a day. So my response was this: um, I I basically talked to him a little bit about what it would take to promote his book on the internet, and I said, um, you know, you have to, you, you can't just promote it on the internet and sell thousands of book a day, books a day. Um, you have to build an audience. You have to be creating content. You have to put it out there regularly. Uh, maybe you engage on social media. Maybe you um, uh, use these different platforms to promote all, to, 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 to build a, your own platform so that you can have a place to promote your book. Um, and then he, <laughs> he said this. He was like, nah, I don't want to do all of that. I don't have the time. 
and and then he 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 continued on by giving me a whole bunch of excuses about why it's not possible. And quite frankly, he was right because it wasn't possible, not with the mindset that he had, not with the mindset of, I'm going to go on the internet, I'm going to promote this book, and I'm going to sell thousands a day, and I don't have to do anything. Maybe I could pay the right person. Maybe I could, you know, buy banner ads or something of that sort. Um, but when I told him how much work it actually took, he was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. Uh, you know, that social media thing, I don't, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> so I told him basically... What you're saying in the book is exactly the opposite of what you're saying right now because you're telling parents that they have to take responsibility for their own actions. They have to step up to the plate. But when I tell you what it takes to step up to the plate, you're going to tell me, nah, I, I, I don't want to do all of that. And it's the exact same thing. And he looked at me like, you're good. You're good. You're right. You're right. And that was the end of the conversation. But, you know, I was sitting on the plane and that's when I started to 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 outline this podcast episode because you know what he's not alone he's not the only person that thinks you know i'm gonna do this thing on the internet and when i do this thing on the internet all of a sudden i'm gonna get i'm gonna make a lot of money because i see people selling thousands of copies a day so i can do that too my book is better than theirs my story is better than theirs but they don't realize what it takes to get to that point and that that's frustrating to me. So I want to share with you my journey uh, and what it took. So I started with this whole online stuff, um, this whole, whole online business, internet marketing, whatever you want to call it, January 18, 2008. I remember the day because I stumbled onto something called freebie trading. And with freebie trading, you're using these free websites, those annoying websites that say, hey, you know, you, you sign up, you complete an offer, you refer your friends who complete offers, and then you get a free TV, you get a free iPad, and all that kind of stuff. And I found a way to work that system, um, a legitimate way, you know, using freebie forums where people were actually looking for these offers. This is way back in 2008. I don't, I hi- I don't recommend for anyone to try this today because it's not the same kind of market. Um, but I would use these forums and um, find people that were looking to complete offers, and that's how I was able to make a decent amount of money. I made $70 my first day, and that to me was amazing because the first time I realized, wow, you know, you could make money on the internet. I mean, there's money in my PayPal account right now. I could withdraw that thing, and that blew me away. First year, I made about $31,000 gross, and you know it took a lot of work. I mean, I was attached to my computer for hours every day, after work, before work, in between work when I have breaks and all that kind of stuff, just figuring out how to do this whole money on the internet thing. Um, in, in August or September of that year, I found out about blogging. 
And I found out that you could you could start a blog and build it into a platform where you don't have to constantly be going out and finding people. But once you have an audience um, and once your blog is established, people will actually find you. They'll do Google searches. They'll stumble onto your blog and, and all that stuff. And that's exactly what I did. I started my blog in August or September, somewhere between the end of August and the beginning of September. Now... And and by the way, back then, my blog was called The Freebie Guy. I'm the guy who's going to teach you to make money with freebie website. Um, and, and I was having fun, but it was so much work. Um, and when I say it was so much work, I, I felt like I was working around the clock. Some days, I literally was. And I don't encourage you to necessarily start in that way, but that's what I did back then. Um, and it was a lot. It was, it was a struggle. It was a fight. But then I realized something. I don't really care about this freebie trading stuff. Freebie websites, who cares about that? I, I started to, 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 to fall in love with this whole concept of blogging and building a platform and helping people using your blog and so on. Um, but here's what I learned in this journey because I started with freebie trading. But at least I started, right? Uh, it's better to get started even if you don't know exactly what you want to be doing, even if where you're starting is not your final destination. I'm not talking about freebie trading today, but because I was doing freebie trading, I learned about blogging. And because I learned about blogging to promote my freebie trading, I learned about blogging to promote what I'm passionate about. I learned about blogging uh, to build my biology blog. So get started. And I think a lot of people hold back from this whole getting started thing because I don't know exactly what I want to be doing. Well, figure it out in the process. Now, so I I eventually realized this freebie trading thing, I don't care about it. Um, so I moved from freebie trading and I started to talk about blogging. I started to talk about online business, affiliate marketing, and those types of topics because those actually interested me. Um, so I kind of rebranded myself a little bit. The name was the same, the freebie guy, but the concept was a little different. Instead of teaching you about freebie trading, I was the, the guy that gave free advice about making money online, making money on the internet. Um, now, I didn't focus at that time about necessarily your passion and all that stuff. That I, I wasn't at that point in my journey as yet, but I was slowly starting to understand what I was interested in when it comes to this whole online thing, right? So um, I remember that journey. That journey started in August, so, uh, August to September, and, and in October, in October, I made the first money directly from my blog. And I actually made $3,000 in October after starting my blog. And that was awesome. I was using affiliate marketing, but I did it in a, in a slightly different way from what you see most people doing it. Doing. Um, so since I had an audience that was interested at that point, they were interested in freebie trading, um, what I, what I did is instead of selling, you know, you can get paid for promoting hosting. But instead of promoting hosting, I promoted a freebie website. I actually created a freebie website and I said, hey, I will give you this freebie website. I will set it up with all of your links. All you have to do is sign up for hosting. And people got excited about that and a lot of people signed up. About 30 people signed up and I made $3,000, a little more than $3,000 from that. 
And that to me was also exciting because that's the first time I made money online, not directly related to freebie trading. This was affiliate marketing. And that to me was exciting. Now, Here's the problem that I had still at this point. Even though I was making money, even though I started, uh, this is a, a little beyond that. I started talking about you know more general blogging business and all that kind of stuff, um, which is what I was more excited about. But there was a problem with the name of my blog. It was The Freebie Guy. And when you come to a blog called The Freebie Guy, what do you expect? You expect free stuff, right? It makes it harder to sell stuff um, because in your name, you're setting expectations. So the lesson I learned here was that the expectations you set from the very beginning are going to impact the way your business moves forward into the future. So even though I'm saying just get started, you want to make sure you're setting the right expectations. And if you realize that the expectations you're setting aren't the ones that you want to set, then change those expectations. So there was another thing that I did um, that was called the seven-day boot camp. And what the seven-day boot camp was, I launched this on September 29, 2010. So I started in 2008. Two years later, I launched my seven-day boot camp. Um, and this seven-day boot camp was kind of like what the Free Become a Blogger course is now, except that I structured it over seven days. So every day for seven days, you would get one lesson to help you to take your blogging – I mean, no, not to take your blogging to the next level, but to, to get started with this whole blogging thing. So, you know, how to, in, how to do the research, how to get your domain name and hosting and all that kind of stuff. And – this was another way that I started to make money because in that process, I was promoting hosting. I was promoting WordPress themes. I was com- promoting at the time a keyword research program called Market Samurai. So it was another way for me to start making some money, and that was uh, kind of exciting. Now, later on in January of 2011, get this, it was on January 18, 2011, and I didn't plan this. Um, But remember, I started this whole online stuff on January 18, 2008. January 18, 2011, I I launched my podcast. And when I launched my podcast, it really took things to the next level. Um, And when I launched, quite frankly, I didn't even have a name for the podcast. Um, So, hey, I I started, hey, this is Leslie Samuel from the freebieguy.net with the – you know, it's my first podcast episode. It doesn't even have a name. And I got my audience involved in in selecting the name, in coming up with the name. And I got a bunch of suggestions. And eventually, I got Learning with Leslie. And I thought to myself, oh, I like Learning with Leslie. In the beginning, I didn't like it because I didn't want my name in there. But then I, I, I really liked the idea of the fact that people were learning with me. Um, so we're learning together. It's not me above you. It's us together. We're on this journey trying to figure out what works, trying to figure out how to do this blogging thing. And that to me appealed to me, especially because I was a teacher and I am a teacher. Um, I, wanted, I, I wanted to be constantly learning and I wanted to help people that want to learn so that we can learn together and grow together. So that was um, January 18, 2011. Um, and because it was a podcast, you know, you're listening to this right now. And I can tell you're listening to it because, well, obviously you're listening to it. <laughs> um, because you're listening to this right now, because, you know, it goes for 30 minutes. Sometimes At one point in, in the past, it went for 45 minutes to an hour. Um, 
but it really helped me to connect with my audience to the next level. Um, because the connection is more intimate. You can tell if I'm excited. You can tell if I'm, I'm not having a good day. You can tell a, little, a, a lot more about who I am as a person as, I, as I'm sharing these stories with you in a way that I can't do in a blog post. You're not going to read a blog post or most people aren't going to read a blog post that has as much detail in it um, as my podcast episodes. On my podcast episodes, I can go off on a tangent. I can, I can um, you know, veer in another direction and then come back. So you get a little better idea of who I am. And it helps me to, I feel like I, I'm connected with you more. And the lesson I learned here was that the more you connect with people, the more success you're going to have in your business. Um, and I have seen that. I've seen that those personal connections, not just via the podcast, but when I go to meetups and conferences, you connect with people. It really does help you to take things to the next level. Now, on April 5 of that year, 2011, I decided, you know what? I've been moving away from the freebie stuff. I've already moved away from the freebie stuff. Um, let's change the name of the blog. No more the freebie guy. It's going to be learning with Leslie. Um, and that's exactly what I did. Learning with Leslie was the name of the blog. Now, another thing that I started to do um, is I wanted to explore this whole blogging thing, but in a totally unrelated niche, not teaching people to start a blog or teaching people to make money or any of that kind of stuff. I wanted to do it about something else that I'm passionate about, and that was biology. So I started my biology blog at Interactive Biology. Uh, interactive-biology.com, and I figured that if I were to apply the same principles in this other niche that's unrelated to marketing where a lot of people aren't familiar with the the, the strategies that I'm using, um, I think it would be easier for it to grow, and that's exactly what happened. That blog grew much quicker than the freebie guy and learning with Leslie and now become a blogger. Because I was the only person or one of the few people, no, I think I was the only person doing things the way I was doing it. And you know, that blog today gets about 60,000 people, over 60,000 people, sometimes as many as 70,000 people. Um, And I decided to start that and use that as a case study um, to show people, you know, this is possible. Take something that you're, you're passionate about. Take knitting, take pottery, take biology, take chemistry, take whatever. And use that to build a platform. Use that to build your business. Build it around something that you love. It's possible. And that's what I did with that biology blog. Now, eventually I decided, you know what? I'm going to focus on, I'm gonna focus on uh, uh, this stuff that I'm doing over at Become a Blogger because, you know, it's really hard to, to manage two blogs. So all of my time now in terms of blogging, is focused on become a blogger. Now, so how did become a blogger come come about? Good question. I'm glad you asked. (laughs) When I started blogging, I learned about blogging from Yarrow Starak and then Gideon Shalwick. I took Yarrow's Blog Mastermind course in 2008, and then um, when Yarrow and Gideon launched becomeablogger.com, it was an online course teaching blogging using videos, Uh, I joined that, and these guys taught me how to blog. Now, here's the thing. Um, At a certain point, it got outdated because WordPress had evolved in so many different ways, and they were showing you how to do things in WordPress, and you go to try to follow along, and it looks completely different. But, But 
they weren't planning on redoing it, at least not themselves, because they had a, they had already moved on. Their platforms were growing even more, and there was a lot that they were doing, and they didn't have the time to focus on redoing Become a Blogger. So one day they approached me and said, hey, would you be interested in taking over Become a Blogger? <laughs> To, to, to be the, the one that redoes the um, to redo the course and to in, engage with the members and so on. You take care of the, the course itself. We take care of the marketing. When they came and approached me about that, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even have to think about it. Um, so I started it. Um, and the reason why the reason why they approached me was because they saw what I was doing. They saw my seven day boot camp. They saw how I put together those co- that that course. They saw. Everything that I was doing at first, the freebieguy.net, and then um, learning with Leslie, and they thought that, you know what, I, I would be someone that could take this over and do well with it. Here's the lesson. Here's the lesson. I don't want you to, to, to miss this lesson. Um, if you take massive action, others will notice. And doors will open. So what you have to do is take massive action. Take the right kind of action. Do it consistently. Put yourself out there. Work hard at this stuff because people are going to notice and opportunities are going to come your way. I've heard it said that luck is when preparedness meets opportunity. And to me, that's exactly what luck is. Some people might say that, yeah, I was lucky because Yaru and Gideon picked me. No, I was lucky because I was prepared. I put in the work. And because I put in the work, they noticed it. And they gave me the opportunity. Preparedness meets opportunity and magic happens. Magic happens when preparedness meets opportunity, but you have to make sure that you're prepared. Now, so other things happened along the journey. In 2011, I landed my job as a, a university professor, my dream job. I always wanted to be a professor, but I, did, I wasn't qualified, no PhD or any of those fancy degrees. I have a master's degree, but I didn't have what it would take for the, the average person to become a professor. Um, so I, I became a, a professor in a doctor of physical therapy program. This was back in 2011. And the reason I was able to do it is because, once again, luck is when preparedness meets opportunity. I went in. I showed them what I was doing. I had my blog. My blog had become successful. I was sharing a lot of content. I was prepared, not in the traditional way. I was prepared in a non-traditional way. But you know what? The opportunity came and I seized it. And here's the thing that I learned here, because I was unqualified for the position, um, but I still got it because I took action and built that blog. So the lesson here is this blogging. You know, we think about blogging and we think about, you know, if you do it well, yeah, you can get an audience, you can make money with it and all that kind of stuff. But it, it doesn't only have online benefits. There are some offline benefits that it can have in your life. It can open doors in multiple aspects. It got me a job as a professor in a graduate program, in a doctoral program, which makes no sense logically, but I was able to do it. This goes back to the taking massive action concept. Take massive action. It's not just going to happen. 
it's not just going to happen. You have to make sure it happens. I mean, you have to make sure you're prepared so that you can take hold of these opportunities. Another thing that happened to me on this journey, one of the best things, quite frankly, is that I joined a mastermind group. It's called the Green Room Mastermind. I was invited by um, Cliff Ravenscraft and Pat Flynn. They asked me to join this mastermind group. And now, today, it includes Cliff, my, um, Pat, uh, myself, Mark Mason. He was also there from the beginning. Um, Michael Stelzner. Mark Mason is from Late Night Internet Marketing. Um, uh, Pat Flynn is from Smart Passive Income. Cliff Ravenscraft from uh, Podcast Answer Man. And now Michael Stelzner from Social Media Examiner. And Ray Edwards from RayEdwards.com. Now, this group really has... has played such a vital role in my growth as an entrepreneur because I'll tell you something about myself. I did not grow up in an entrepreneurial environment. Um, I was not the entrepreneurial type. I was born on the beautiful island of St. Martin. I lived a relatively relaxed lifestyle. Um, you know, I, I'd wake up in the morning, go to school, come home, and just go out on my bike and hang out with friends. And I'd just chill. I'd watch some TV. And there was a whole lot of chilling. Um, I didn't know a lot about business. And quite frankly, if I were to be honest, I guess I'm being honest throughout this entire thing, even today, there's still a lot that I don't know about business, but I'm learning. And these guys have helped me to learn so much more in so much better ways. Because, you know, you know, I'd come with an idea and quite frankly, sometimes they would rip it apart. And that's exactly what I needed because that ripping it apart and building me up and helping me to see, hey, this is how you, you might want to think about it. Um, it usually led to a better plan, a bigger and better plan. We're there for each other. I'm there to help them. They're there to help me. And that right there, man, invaluable. I want to encourage you to find yourself a mastermind group um, because it can make the world of difference in your life. Um, so this, <laughs> this next part of the journey has, has been interesting, as if the first part wasn't interesting. But, you know, I was teaching as a professor, and after two years, I came to realize something. And, 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 and what I realized really changed my life. Um, and it was this. There's more to life than, you know, go to school, um, do, get good grades. Um, well, I didn't get good grades for a long time, but eventually I did get good grades. Um, uh, get a good job and work at that job like a dog for someone else. Um, at, uh, you, know, you know, I don't want to paint that in a negative light in terms of working for someone else. There's nothing wrong with working someone else, working for someone else. But for me, I started to realize that, man, what I was doing, as much as I loved teaching, as much as I loved what I was doing at the university, it, I, at a certain point, it just wasn't for me. It's not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Um, I, here's what I was doing, right? I was teaching in a doctoral program. I was teaching neuroscience, pathophysiology, and anatomy. Never took anatomy in my life. Neuroscience, I have a background in neurobiology, which is like the first few weeks of neuroscience. Pathophysiology, I know nothing about pathology. I did have a physiology background, but it was intense. 
this the, teaching at a doctoral level was not a walk in the park. I didn't expect it to be a walk in the park, and I didn't want it to be a walk in the park. If something is a walk in the park, it doesn't give me enough stimulation um, to, 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 to really do it and to do it well. It needed to be a challenge. Um, but I was doing that. I started a PhD. I was doing a PhD in leadership because I was required to get a PhD. I was running two online businesses. I had my, my um, become a blogger. I had um, uh, my interactive biology blog. Then my son was born, Noah, little Noah. Um, and I, I started to realize that I didn't have t- as much time to spend with him. Then my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer and and. I was I, I was able to go down and be with her for a few days, but then I had to come back to work. I didn't have the flexibility. I couldn't be there to help her, um, and something had to change. There was just too much going on, and I couldn't I couldn't continue this way. So I came to a realization. I had one of two choices. Number one, I either had to give up this blogging thing that I was doing online. Number two, I had to leave my job, um, and that was tough. Because I loved my job and I loved what I was doing online. But when I looked at what I was doing online and the, the, the impact I was able to have all over the world, you know, with the content that I'm creating here to become a blogger and the people that are taking action, you listening to this right now, taking action, doing stuff, um, that to me is a different level of satisfaction. With my biology blog, thousands of people have sent me emails letting me know what that blog has done for them. That, that's powerful stuff. Um, so my wife and I, we made a decision I was going to leave my job and I was going to go full time at this online thing. But here's the thing. Even then, after doing it for all that time, I wasn't making enough to support my family. I didn't have any money in savings. Um, <laughs> and, and it was kind of a crazy decision. And I don't encourage anyone necessarily to make this decision. But at the time, my wife and I felt that this is where God was leading us. So we decided for us at that point in time, it was time to step out in faith. And that's exactly what we did. It's, it's been crazy. When I started, you know, when I left my job, I mean, actually a little bit before I left my job, I remember freaking out, thinking, what in the world am I doing? I have a stable job as a, a university professor. Um, even though I was unqualified for it, I still got the job. Why would I, why would I, <laughs> why would I be so crazy? But that's what this faith thing is all about, right? If you believe that this is what you're called to do, then you do it. At least that's the way it was for me. So when I left, it was a struggle. Financially, it was a struggle. I had to hustle. I had to, you know, I started doing coaching. I started my university. I started working for um, um, different companies and all these kind of things, doing consulting and you know, so I launched the university to help other bloggers. I wanted, I've always wanted to launch something like the Become a Blogger University at becomeablogger.com slash the university. Um, but I actually did it. Um, I started working with Social Media Examiner um, as the senior manager of the Social Media Marketing Society, which actually at the time that I'm recording this, it just launched yesterday. Um, and you can check that out at 
smmsociety.com for socialmediamarketingsociety.com. Um, and in this journey, it was a struggle. I remember numerous times when my wife would say, hey, we need money for such and such. And, you know, you know, I, it was just rough because we did, I wasn't making it. Not enough. And it was tough. But because I was able to focus full time on it, within four months, I was able to match my, my income as a professor. Uh, within four months of leaving that job, and here's what I realized. If you follow your passion, take massive action, step out on faith, connect with the right people, and keep moving toward your goal, the sky is the limit. I'll say that again. If you follow your passion, take massive action, step out in faith, connect with the right people, and keep moving toward your goal, the sky is the limit. I want to talk to you a little bit about my trip to Vegas. Just came back from Vegas a few few days ago. Um, and the reason, it, the way it happened is a few months ago, I reached out to a friend. His name is David Foster. And at the time, he was um, a part of GeekBeat TV. Now, GeekBeat TV is one of the most recognized names in technology when it comes to like web TV um, and doing reviews and all that kind of stuff with Callie Lewis, um, whose name is actually Luria Petrucci. Um, and he was working there as one of the hosts and doing a whole bunch of stuff over there with them. Um, and I reached out to him because I wanted to know if he was going to New Media Expo in Vegas. I, I didn't plan on going for a number of reasons. And um, I started to see that a lot of my friends were going. And I was like, oh, man, all my friends are going to be there, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I, I reached out to him and I asked him, hey, are you going? And he was like, yeah, we're going. We're, we're the official live stream for National Association of Broadcasters, which partnered with NAB. Um, and they were doing that together. Um, and they would be interviewing different companies and be the live stream where people could watch online and all that kind of stuff. And he said, you should come. And you should be one of the hosts. Um, <laughs> when he said that to me, I was like, um, what? <laughs> he said, no, seriously, you should come. You should be one of the hosts. I was like, oh, my mind was blown. Because Geekbeat TV, to me, that was huge. Um, and I'd been watching Callie Lewis, Luria Petrucci, um, for years, and they were really doing some serious things. They were really doing some big things. So I went to my wife. I was like, hey, honey, um, <laughs> do you think I could do this? And the thing was, it's two weeks after um, going to social media marketing world, so it's a lot of traveling, and I, I don't like being away from my family that much um, in such a short period of time. I don't like being away from my family at all, quite frankly. Um, but she said yes. And when she said that, I went to him. I was like, yes, yes, yes. I want to do it. <laughs> um, but but here's the thing, right? Once again, I found myself in an interesting situation. A situation where I was going into something that I felt unqualified for. These guys are going to the National Association of Broadcasters. They're going to be interviewing all these technology companies. So a lot of these technologies are way above my head. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I, you know, it's... Just advanced stuff. And I'm, yes, I'm into technology. Yes, I'm a little bit of a geek, um, but not at that level. So I felt unqualified. But once again, just like when I was going for my job as a professor, 
once again, I felt like God was doing something. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to step out in faith. I'm going to go. I didn't know what he was doing because it didn't fully make sense. So I went. I went. And the result was awesome because I got to connect with these guys. And, and um, just a little bit about it, Geek Beat is actually, that was their last event. And they are transitioning into a uh, 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 geek's life. Callie Lewis or Luria Petrucci <laughs> uh, and the team, most of the team, they're moving on and starting geek's life where it's not just one technology show, but it's about food, it's about music, it's about technology, it's about fun, it's, about, it's more of a lifestyle channel or network for geeks. And by geeks, I mean people who are passionate about a specific topic, whether that's technology, whether that's food, whether that's music, whether that's whatever. You come there and you share your passions. And I got to connect with these guys, and I did a bunch of 15-minute shows where we were interviewing um, companies. I did some with Luria. I did some with Alex Lindsay um, from Pixel Core, um, who, who, who's on the, the, the Twit Network, This Week in Tech with um, uh, Leo Laporte. And for me, that was awesome. Now, we connected so much that I, I just love what they do. And they love what I do. And we're going to work with each other in the future in you know, ways that I can't even imagine. So here's the thing, right? I don't know what the future holds with this. But I know who holds the future. And I'm excited about it. So, let's wrap this up because I've been going for a while. 41 minutes in. Normally, I go for 30, 35. And this is the key. This is the magic. And this is the thing I want you to hold on to right now. And I'm actually going to read this because it's, it's so important. I've realized that everything I've done at every stage of my life has prepared me for the next stage of my life. The key was that I had to make it happen. I had to take action consistently and in a smart way. Now, I don't know what your goals are. I don't know what you think God has for you. I don't even know if you believe in all this God stuff. But I want to encourage you with this. If a little island boy like me can come to America, waste a ton of time, experience a lot of failure but pick myself up pick himself up and accomplish what i've accomplished then you can do it too it's not because i'm special it's not because i'm smarter than people who haven't accomplished what i've accomplished it's not because i'm better than you it's because i'm i was willing to put in the work and that's exactly what I want for you. I don't want for you to be like that taxi driver um, that I spoke about in the beginning. I want you, and seriously, and seriously, 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 I want you to do what's necessary. I want you to put in the hard work. I want you to commit to doing what is necessary because you 
can do it. So here's what I want for you to do right now. I want you to come to the show notes for this episode. Episode becomeablogger.com slash 212. And I want you to answer this simple question. What are you committing to? That's it. What are you going to commit to? And when I say commit, I mean the type of commitment that's going to take action. The type of commitment where you're going to do what's necessary. I want you right now to commit it to writing. I want you to leave a comment and let me know. I'm going to read every comment. And I'm going to respond to them. All right? Yeah, that's it. Becomeablogger.com slash episode 212. 210 slash 21. I can't can't speak. I can't count, evidently. 212. All right, so visit there and leave your answer. I'm looking forward to interacting with you there. I hope you got some value from this episode. But above all, I hope that you're inspired to take action. If you're not subscribed to this podcast for some reason, I want to invite you to do just that. Um, Head on over to becomeablogger.com slash podcast and you can find out about how to subscribe. You can find out about how to leave a review because that's a great way to support this show and get it in front of more people. Becomeablogger.com slash podcast. And if you're trying to get a blog started where you can create content, inspire others, and even change the world, head on over to my free blogging course at freebloggingvideos.com where you get to follow me as I show you how I've built my blogs into successful online businesses, how many others have done the same, and how you can take action and do the same. That's freebloggingvideos.com. It's free, it's actionable, and it's awesome, I think. (laughs) So that's it for this episode. This is Leslie Summer from becomeablogger.com, changing the world one blog at a time. And until next time, take care and God bless. Three, five, two, four, one, four. That was a little delayed. Oh, well.